2: This is episode number 80 of Excuse Me, That's Illegal, the podcast that takes a hardcore look at some softcore crimes. I'm your boy Leroy, coming at you straight out of the closet with a tale about an elusive bad boy who was up to no good on a train. This is the second crime we've covered on a locomotive. You might remember way back on episode 35, titled Sex on a Train. There was a skinny, pale old drunkard named Raymond who got some fast food, a box lunch, so to speak. He munched on his girlfriend Deborah's carpet in front of horrified onlookers on a crowded train. It was wild. While Armand today displays some despicable behavior, I assure you it won't be as physically repulsive as that previous incident. Fortunately or unfortunately, depending on how demented you are. Let's get a couple jokes in. Then move on with the show, shall we? Let's just get right into it. Yo mama is like train tracks. That's right, we're getting into the yo mama jokes. Yo mama is like train tracks. She gets laid all over the country. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Didn't know that one would be uh, such a crowd pleaser. Wow. But seriously. Seriously. My boss said to me the other day, you are the worst train conductor ever. How many trains have you derailed this year? So I says to the guy, I'm not sure. It's hard to keep track. All right, everybody, hop in the minivan and let's cruise these suburban streets as I serenade you with another tale of low-level true crime. And don't worry, my friends, I promise to get you back home at your regularly scheduled time. Unlike Southwest trains, always late. Episode number 80, Catch Me If You Can. My brother and I used to visit our dad every other weekend growing up. There was a period of time where he lived in Tirana. He'd come meet us at our house and we'd take the go train together. And it would get quite pricey. So to save money occasionally, we would hop on without purchasing tickets. Then we'd have more money to maybe order a pizza, rent some movies, get some pop, chips, etc. If we were ever caught by train security... The plan was to turn to my brother, who was supposed to be holding on to them. He'd check his pockets and bag frantically, searching for the unboughten... Is that even a word? Tickets. To my recollection, we never had to put that plan into play, but I was always nervous about it. If we were caught, at the worst, I'm sure it would have been a small fine and we'd get kicked off on the next stop, or most likely the ticket checker would be understanding and let us off with a warning to be more careful. The thrifty passenger we'll meet today wasn't happy with just getting a free ride like he should have been. He was downright cocky about it, and ended up paying for his actions. Literally. Okay, today we are headed to Poole, which is a coastal town in Dorset. This is in the southern part of England, mates. PoolTourism.com says, quote, Welcome to Pool, a maritime experience complete with luxurious golden sands, ancient history, and the backdrop of the Jurassic Coast. Explore the historic quayside, host to visiting tall ships, fishing vessels, and luxury motor yachts, before delving into the heart of the old town to discover more about this town's links to its maritime past. Book a table outside with a view at one of our many fabulous restaurants, cafes, bistros, and bars. Poole is home to some of the finest seafood in the South, with restaurants boasting envious seascapes. Enjoy the lighter evenings with a beautiful sunset evening meal. Indulge and have your fill of food and drink from our wonderful offering of eateries. With so many things to do along the beautiful South Coast, it is little wonder... Our visitors return again and again. End quote. They spoke of indulging, and that's what the gentleman in our story will be doing. Not in tasty food, though. He will instead be indulging in the deliciousness of free train rides. Mm-mm-mm. Let's do this. Let us travel back to October of 2015, where we will meet a scoundrel by the name of Richard Ruddy. It was sometime in October of that year when Richard sent out his first tweet. To Southwest trains. Yep, he was a fan of the Twitter. This would be the first in a series of epic tweets taunting the company whenever he hopped aboard without paying. He posted a picture of a bunch of people waiting in line to purchase their tickets. Pfft. And this was the caption: "Look at these muppets buying tickets." And then he tagged the company at SW Trains. Hilarious. Richard used to ride the train to and from work. He is 24 at this point, and he's a chef. I use air quotes for that. Unfortunately, I couldn't find out the restaurant he worked at. I just know people throw out the word chef quite loosely. I knew a guy when I worked at a factory once. Everyone called him Chef. That was his nickname. I don't think I ever actually knew his real name. I would later come to find out that he worked in the kitchen at a Denny's for a few years. I also had a friend who worked at a McDonald's who called himself a chef, at least when he was trying to pick up chicks. So I'm always skeptical when someone says they're a chef. There are definitely levels of culinary expertise. Before we explore more taunting from the cheap chef, let's hear what some unsatisfied customers have to say of the railway company. I choo-choo-choosed a couple of negative reviews. There were a lot of them on TripAdvisor. 15 five-star reviews compared to 151 one-stars. Steve D. says, Just awful. Trains are constantly delayed and cancelled week after week. And the Wi-Fi doesn't work. An embarrassment of a company. End quote. Stevie D. Letting him know how he really feels. Next we have Alex T. 20,000. And he's not just some whiny entitled patron. This guy has some real beef with the company. And I understand why he's upset. He titles this review, Beyond Useless. Here we go. He starts off by saying... Lost a job thanks to these people's service. And then he adds, I used to think it's incompetence. But at this point, that's insulting to the incompetent. They repeatedly cancel trains due to a lack of train crew. But they do this a few minutes before it's due to reach its first stop. 20 minutes after it should have left its first station. I know for a fact that trains can't leave the first station without these crew. So they know the train isn't going to run 20 minutes before they tell anyone and wait intentionally until it's too late to organize alternative transport to notify anyone. It isn't incompetence. It's malicious. Work for Southwest Rails? Wonder why they can't pay you more? It's because you provide such a terrible, unreliable service that fewer and fewer people are willing to use your service, so they have to ramp up the prices, disincentivizing people even more. This plummets profit and ensures they'll never be able to meet your demands for better wages. I've had three trains that I rely on to get to work cancelled, like this in the last two weeks, culminating in me now being unemployed and incapable of paying for bills. So thanks for that. End quote. Got a feel for the guy. That's rough. Anyway, getting back to Richard Ruddy. We'll just call him the chef going forward. He carried on saving cash with free trips as he taunted the heck out of Southwest trains. He really ramped up in the winter of 2016 tweeting them at least five times. Here are some of his tweets, in their glory, and in no particular order. Which first class am I in, Southwest trains? Coach 1 or Coach 4? Come get me. Hashtag no ticket. I think the funniest part of these was how he taunted them in real time, usually while he was still on board the train. I don't understand all his lingo. Not being a cheeky Englishman myself, but next he tweets... Bit fishy at Branksome Train Station today, so treated myself to a ticket. Where are you at, B T B Bournemouth? B T B stands for British Transport Police. Looked it up, and Bournemouth is a town, I guess. Uh, a couple weeks previous, Chef happily tweets another four pounds four pence saved. Tanks Southwest trains. That was the amount it cost each time he went to work. If someone really wanted to look into this, it wouldn't be difficult to find them given all the breadcrumbs Chef was leaving behind. What else we got? Trains chocka through half term. Could probably get as far as Winchester without producing a ticket. Southwest trains, happy days. End quote. Confusing, but love the enthusiasm. He sent another tweet. His Twitter handle was at tbramble, 19 by the way. So at least he wasn't using his actual name. This one said, Come get me, Southwest trains. First class without a ticket. This one actually came with a selfie, very bold, and he's standing on the train, holding a couple tall cans of beer. Handsome young fella, but the smug look he has on his face. It's one that could only be wiped off with a fist. Uh, Let's move on to february seventeenth, twenty sixteen. Chef says quote Southwest trains. Catch me if you can. To be honest, the amount they're delayed or off schedule? I deserve a free ride every now and again. He said catch me if you can a few times. That's why I ended up using that as the title of this episode. It has nothing to do with the movie. I wasn't comparing his exploits to that of Frank Abagnale Jr. That guy was insane. Much more talented with his deception than our man Richard Ruddy, a.k.a. The Chef. As winter 2016 is coming to an end, so too is the chef's reign of terror on the rails. But he's still going. Twitter quote, Two minutes from getting a free ride, Southwest Trains. It's okay, though. I got on at Branksome and paid from Pokestown. Who's the winner there? Hashtag winner. More like wiener. Southwest Trains has to be getting sick of this guy by now, you'd think. But most of this stuff was actually flying under the radar. The chef didn't have many followers, and majority of the tweets I'm seeing only had one or two likes. So as funny and annoying as his taunting is, And how goofy he's making Southwest trains look. At this point, probably only 20 or 30 people are seeing these. Onward. Chef is making more cocky claims, saying he's on Southwest trains most wanted list. This made me laugh. Next he goes, when the ticket man is scoffing a cream cake on carriage one, if you sit in carriage four, you're home and dry. (laughs) I love this guy's antics. This is the stuff you want to see. I'm really rooting for him. He's getting some close calls now. A Twitter user ratted him out, reported him to this penalty fare support page. That must have shut him up for a bit, right? Nope. Chef just retweeted that information. He don't care. He actually gets caught at one point by an old ticket checker, but he weasels his way out of trouble. The old man apparently didn't know who he was dealing with. Chef says, Convinced the aging train assistant he'd already seen my ticket at Branksome, to which he apologized at T Bramble 191 at Southwest Trains 0 nice unfortunately all good things must come to an end and this is pretty anticlimactic but richard the chef gets caught at the end of winter 2016 they don't give details of the arrest but apparently one of the southwest workers stumbled across chef's twitter page they say this in court as if it was due to some great sleuthing It wouldn't have taken a detective to figure this out. He was practically begging to get caught. He was reported by people. He was tagging the company every time he got a free ride for over a year. Let's not be giving this person employee of the month honors or anything. Later on in court, Paul Jones, he is chef's attorney. He claimed his client could not believe the tickets were not getting checked. So he kind of just rolled with it and clearly got carried away. Magistrate Simon Browning who said this was the worst case of fair dodging he's experienced, added, quote, You were goading the company on Twitter. And what makes it worse is that you were mocking the staff and putting their photos on Twitter without their permission. End quote. I mean, you don't really need people's permission to tweet their photos. It's in poor taste, though. And I get what he's saying. But to say this is the worst case of fair dodging he's seen is comical. The guy was busted for getting 12 free rides. Those are rookie numbers. I'd wager there are thousands of people who've gotten away with more. They just weren't as vocal about it. I read about this case a while ago, and when I went to Google it for the show, I came across two other cases immediately, which were much crazier. I just like the taunting angle of this one, so I stuck with it. There was another one in England where this hedge fund executive, some bigwig, for five years he worked the system. He had this Oyster card, it's called. It's an electronic card where you tap it when you get on the train, then tap it again when you're getting off. And it calculates your trip and charges you accordingly. Well, this rich cheapskate found a loophole where he got on at this small village called Stonegate, where there were no ticket barriers. So he would get on without tapping, then tap at the end of his commute when he got into the city. I don't fully understand this. That's kind of partly why I didn't do it. But when you only tap out and not in, you're charged a maximum fee of 7 pounds and 20 pence, I believe. And that's what he was paying every trip instead of what should have cost him 24 pounds each time. They figured out that over the years, this dude ripped the train station off for 43,000 pounds. That's a hefty chunk of change. He settled out of court, as most rich people do. Paid it back, no problemo. And that is way more cashola than the peanuts that Chef was um, charged with. But like I said, he was much more theatrical about it, which I think we can all appreciate. There was another crazy incident in Queens, New York in January of 2022. So not that long ago. And this one was really sad. 28-year-old Christopher De La Cruz, a loving father of a four-year-old boy. Well, he was out one night getting intoxicated. Uh, it was a Saturday night and he entered the subway station and decided to try and score a free ride. He attempted to jump over the turnstile to get in instead of paying. Unfortunately, he lost his balance, got his feet all caught up in it, and ended up falling right on top of his head. He actually snapped his neck in the process and died. Total freak occurrence. It's brutal. Christopher's brother, Brian, says, quote, "...in the wake of his death, I have been reminded why I have been so lucky to have been his brother." He was the kindest soul. He was loved by so many people and impacted everyone that he came across. If there was one thing in this world that my brother wanted to be remembered for, it was his love for his son. Chris is survived by his four-year-old, who meant the world to him. End quote. Yeah, unfortunately, that's not what he's going to be most known for. And they set up a GoFundMe and raised money for the funeral costs and some cash for the little dude's college fund. Uh, You can see why I didn't want to go further into this one, as it's a mega downer. But it does show what a temporary lapse in judgment can cost you. Sad stuff. Anyway, let's get back on track here and talk about Richard the Chef Ruddy and his punishment, which was doled out in January of 2017. Magistrate Browning stuck it to him. He kind of had to. He made Chef pay back the 48 pounds worth of free rides he admitted to. Obviously, it was much more than that. He also had to pay a hefty fine of £1,225, no doubt due to all his relentless taunting. And in case that wasn't enough, he threw on 120 hours of community service. Who's laughing now? One of the Southwest train spokesmen piped up, saying, Every year, passengers are deprived of millions of pounds worth of potential improvements to their train services as a direct result of deliberate fare evasion. End quote. Perhaps, or maybe the trains run the way they're going to run, regardless of how much money they make. And those extra profits will just go straight into the owner's deep pockets. That one is up for debate. Speaking of debate, let's see what they have to say in the Daily Mail comment section. Always some intelligent banter going on over there. Big Bear 57 says, Nothing a belt around the ear from the old man wouldn't have put right a few years ago. Lack of morals and a lack of brains. That's a little harsh, but he may be on to something. Chef comes across as a guy who wasn't punished enough as a child. A mama's boy, if you will. Maybe he should have been grounded more often. Not a fan of physical punishments for kids. Especially not a belt around the ear. I'm not even sure what that means. Like a belt that holds up your pants around his ears or just a smack? They both sound painful. Uh, what else we got? Topcat two thousand nine from Manchester says Brains of a Rocking Horse or am I being too generous? To which J Tom responds You're insulting the rocking horse, to which Topcat replies You are quite correct, sir. Please accept me apologies. So yeah, everyone seems to be in agreement here that the chef is a dumbass. Well that's not entirely true. A few people appreciated his antics, but not as many as I expected takeaways from this silly little episode crime can be fun don't take life so seriously I don't know pay for your train ride perhaps yeah maybe that's it because if you cheat the system sure you'll save some money in the beginning but if you keep it up you'll eventually be caught and the embarrassment of getting captured or in larger cases like this one unwanted media attention you'll receive not to mention the fines you'll have to pay they make the negatives outweigh the positives And we are back. That's a wrap on episode number 80, Catch Me If You Can. Not quite as elaborate and crazy as the 2002 movie of the same name starring Leonardo DiCaprio playing Frank Abagnale Jr., like I said, but very entertaining nonetheless. As always, I want to thank Steffi for voicing the disclaimer, the operator for providing that sweet, sweet theme music, and my boo for editing this episode. You know what time it is. Listener confession time, baby. So let's get criminal, criminal, I wanna get
3: criminal.
2: This story comes in from a listener named Sandy. She says, Leroy, I'm not a criminal. In fact, I never break the law, with the exception of speeding occasionally. But who doesn't? My point is, I'm a good person, lol. I was a little upset with my non-lawbreaking self because I really wanted to send in a criminal confession. Then it hit me. I am a lawbreaker. My friends and I used to go to the movies all the time as teenagers. They would pay for the first movie, then sneak into the next one afterwards. I'm such a prude that I would either leave after the first one and meet up with them later, or go back, wait in line, and buy another ticket, missing the first 15 minutes of the movie. So lame, I know. Finally, after a lot of peer pressure, I did it. Once and only once. I snuck into a movie. I almost peed myself I was so nervous. Couldn't even enjoy the film. We didn't get caught, but never again. I know you like details, Leroy, so the one and only movie I snuck into was Fight Club. Thank you for your service. Love the show. Aw, thanks, Sandy. I appreciate it. I tell so many stories I can't even remember if I've said this before. I used to sneak into the movies all the time. I'd pay for my first ticket. It was half price if you went before noon. So I'd go pay six bucks, then go catch another flick or two afterwards. My record was five. I went to five in a row one day. Spent my entire Saturday at the cinema. It was amazing. Haven't done it in a while. It seems like most of the theaters, if not all of them now, you have to reserve your seats, at least in my area. So that might create some problems. But Sandy, I assure you, once you get over the feelings of guilt, nothing's better than a free flick. Fight Club, though. I hope you watched it again, minus the nerves. One of my favorites. Thanks for sharing. Uh, Get those confessions in, people. I love hearing them. Excuse me, that's illegal at gmail.com. You could even tell me about a wild experience you had at a strip club, like that Weekend at Jeffrey's episode last week. Even if it wasn't illegal, I'd love to hear the juicy details. Okay, self-promotion time. If you want to help your boy out and receive some bonus stuff in the process, sign up for Patreon, join the Neighborhood Watch for the price of a Big Mac a month. That's five bucks. And it gets you the new extra bonus show called How Bizarre, How Bizarre. And it's debuting October 5th, where my bro Jack and I discuss a, well, bizarre business on each episode. Give our thoughts, read some reviews, just have a good time. We also do the monthly Luna Bin show together. That's always zany. You'll also get a monthly bonus episode in the excuse me, that's illegal style you're accustomed to early ad free episodes. It's the place to be. So come join me if you can spare some change, man. Before we get out of here, I got to tell you about a podcast I've been binging the heck out of lately called Music City 911. I'm hooked. It's hosted by my new pal, Brandon. Great dude. And he's a real-life 911 operator from Nashville with over 20 years of experience in the business. This guy knows his shit. Uh, He uses his expertise to break down some wild and crazy 911 calls. It's refreshing to get his take on these calls because he knows what's going on behind the scenes. Sometimes we really criticize the operator on the line. And I know it's got to be a tough job, so it's cool to get his perspective. It's an important job. He's good at what he does, and I don't envy him at all. Respect. Respect. I highly recommend his most recent episode, Reckless Driver or Killer. It follows an Uber driver who's had some kind of mental break. His behavior escalates throughout the day, culminating in a tragedy that you will not see coming. You'll be hooked. Anyway, I'll let Brendan tell you all about his amazing show in a moment. As for myself, you know the drill. Come meet me back here in another 10 days and I'll happily serve you up a hearty helping of softcore scumbaggery. Peace. Take it away, Brandon.
3: emergency dispatching is brutally diverse. One minute you can be talking with someone about parking violations. Uh, What's the process we are to take to have people told?
0: Because it's actually delaying the mail.
3: And then all hell can break loose. Then the rest of the day is crazy. We could have murders. Hill County 911, what's your emergency? I just killed my children. Home invasions.
1: He's in my house, he's in my house. I shot him. You shot him?
3: He was coming up towards
1: me and I shot him. Natural disasters. Tornado, go I'm buried under the to run my
3: Even bombings.
1: 423, you're just kind of
3: My show, Music City 911, will put you in the dispatcher's chair, put you ear to ear with the callers and responders, and keep you on edge from start to finish. I hope to both educate and entertain as I'm a 911 dispatcher with over 20 years' experience. And just like dispatching, every episode is different from the last. Music City 911, real 911 calls, real 911 dispatchers. Available to listen to on any podcast app.